Welcome to Broadway's Backbone with Brad Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are, well, Broadway's backbone. Welcome to episode 42. Our very special guest is the legendary Cheetah Rivera. An accomplished and versatile actress, singer, dancer, Cheetah Rivera has won two Tony Awards as Best Leading Actress in a Musical. She also received eight additional Tony nominations for an exceptional 10 Tony nominations. She recently starred in 2015 on Broadway in The Visit, the final John Kander, Fred Ebb, Terrence McNally musical directed by John Doyle and choreographed by Graziella Danielle. This was following the acclaimed production of The Visit at the Williamstown Theatre Festival in the summer of 2014. She starred in the Broadway revivals of The Mystery of Edwin Drood and the Broadway musical Nine with Antonio Banderas. She also starred on Broadway and the touring productions of The Dancer's Life, The Dancer's Life is a dazzling new musical celebrating her spectacular career. It was written by Terrence McNally and directed by Graziella Danielle. She trained as a ballerina from age 11 before receiving a scholarship to the School of American Ballet from the legendary George Balanchine. Cheetah's first appearance at age 17 was as a principal dancer in Call Me Madam. Her electric performance as Anita in the original Broadway premiere of West Side Story brought her stardom, which she repeated in London. Her career is highlighted by starring roles in Bye Bye Birdie, The Rink, Tony Award, Chicago, Jerry's Girls, Kiss of the Spider Woman, another Tony Award, and the original Broadway cast of Guys and Dolls, Can Can, Seventh Heaven, and Mr. Wonderful. On tour, she was in Born Yesterday, The Rose Tattoo, Call Me Madam, Three Penny Opera, Sweet Charity, Kiss Me Kate, Zorba, and Can Can with the Rockettes. Cheetah was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama in 2009. She received the coveted Kennedy Center honor in 2002 and became the first Hispanic woman ever to receive this award. In 2015, great performances aired their special, Cheetah Rivera, A Lot of Living to Do, a retrospective of her extraordinary life and career nationally on PBS. Cheetah's current solo CD is entitled, And Now I Sing. But her most treasured production is her daughter, singer, actress, choreographer, Lisa Mordente. And coming up on Monday, November 7, 2016, Cheetah Rivera will be making her Carnegie Hall debut in Cheetah Nowadays. Get tickets at cheetahinconcert.com. And now we welcome this legend. Welcome, Cheetah Rivera, to Broadway's Backbone. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Brad. How are you? It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. (laughs) I'm so honored you're doing this, because part of the spark of me doing this podcast was a conversation I had with you. Yeah. You talked once about the reverence of being in the ensemble, and that everyone should go through the ensemble to get discipline. Right. Uh, And what was your experience like that, in getting that type of paying your dues? Well, mine was very simple, you know. I actually, my very first show, was uh, not only ensemble, but I did have a, like a special. It was a tango. I'm patting, hitting. That was the, me hitting the table like an idiot. The noise <laughs> that you just heard. Um, but um, so I had this tango with my partner, and then <clears throat> I did the rest of the show. And then I'm, I was dance captain too. But it was a joy. It was like being being a, having somebody have your back, having 
seven people have your back, you know. Um, and if you got lost or if you weren't feeling well, you just pick up on other people's energies and we all take it and give it and take it and give it. That's the, the gypsy, you know, we watch out for each other. What kind of discipline did you say you got from being, uh, from that part of your career? Being aware of other people. Oh. Not just me. Yes. It wasn't about me being exactly the same as the person next to me. Like the Rockettes, well, the gypsies are like, were, are like that. I mean, when there's, it depends on the choreography. You, you know what? I can see what's going on behind me because of my chorus work. I know. I can smell it. I can feel it. I know exactly how much distance that somebody else's space is because, I'm a, because I learned it through being a gypsy. We, I don't know. It's, it's, it's great. I still, my boys still laugh at me because I don't like being out there by myself. I think I might have told you. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer being on the same line as the guys. So they keep saying, move down, Cheetah. Move down to the center <laughs> spot, Cheetah. And I just want to stick up, uh, you know, stick with them because you get energy from them and you, you get, um, I don't know, you get, you get strength from each other. Absolutely. So where are you actually from and how did you get your initial start? I'm from D.C., Washington, D.C. And I was on, uh, I was in a ballet school there, Doris Jones' School of Ballet. And uh, because I used to climb trees and do all that kind of stuff. And, um, but my mother decided that energy has to be put someplace, you know, uh, good. And so she put me in ballet school and I, I learned uh, what other people were all about, not just me. And what I was forgetting, I could pick up from uh, around me. You know, I was not alone. It's like a family. And um, then uh, Mr. Valentine from New York City Ballet sent some scouts down to D.C. because they heard that she had some good students. So Louis Johnson and I were the two that they picked for a scholarship for New York City Ballet. And um, and so that kind of like started, you know, me um, away from my home, away from my second home, which was Miss Jones's school, <laughs> and, and and mother put me in in high school in New York, and from then on, I mean, I have trouble now in my life. It's not trouble, but you know, I, I'm so used to going to that theater every single night. Yes. You know, so now I'm doing other things, but I love that, you know, going, knowing where you're going, knowing the people you're going to be with, because every single night in the theater is different. No matter, some people think, oh, it's, you know, it's the same thing every single night because it's the same play. Wrong. It's a different audience. You are a different person every single day. And you you know but it's fortunately you have to have some hits to be happy about right <laughs> and I, I i've had some hits hits but um anyhow that's what started me in the direction of uh, the ballet really wanting to be in a ballet company um and then i went on uh, to an audition for um Call Me Madam? Call Me Madam. And with a girlfriend of mine who wasn't on scholarship in New York City. And uh, I got the job and she didn't. You know, so I went, wait a minute. I think maybe I have to think about this. And I called my mom and I said, Mom, $250 a week, Jerome Robbins, that's ballet and folk, you know. Oh, Call Me Madam was Jerome Robbins. Yeah, Call Me Madam was Jerome Robbins. So, I mean, it really was 
great for me. Yeah, and you were 17? And uh, I was, yeah, I wow. was 17. I was 17. Most kids are still in high school, and you're going on a national tour yeah, for Jerome yeah, Robbins. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and so I, I went, okay, um, I'll just let the ballet idea go out the window now, and, <laughs> and I'll just go where I'm led. And that's what I did. I do listen to the universe, I must say. I do listen to wise people who give me advice. And if a door opens, I will peek in. I won't pass it by. So um, I, I think that's pretty good training. So that started my theater, you know. Uh, and then I was in the course of Can Can, which was... Michael Kidd. Michael Kidd, which is un. Believable. I mean, everybody should be in something like that. Oh yes. I mean, right off the bat, you have Michael <coughs> Kidd and Joan Robbins. Oh right, yeah, and Peter Gennaro, and then came, you know, Jerry again for West Side. How did West Side come into your life? West Side. I was doing a show called Seventh Heaven, I believe, and um, and this woman's husband said, um, "There's a show, uh, Dee Dee." No, Dee Dee herself said it. Uh, her husband was a stage manager. And she said, there's a show uh, about uh, gangs and Puerto Ricans. And she said, you should check it out. And I said, okay. okay. <laughs> and, and I just went. And um, I just went and I just took the audition. And as fate was, uh, I, you know, I was right for the part. And um, and uh, I was hired, but that it hampled, hamp happened as simple as listening to someone suggesting I go somewhere, me doing it, working hard at the audition. Every moment is important to me, you know, and um, n trying not to be scared, just doing the work. The work is the whole thing, not letting the fear get a hold of you because fear sneaks in there all the time, still does, always will. So you actually have fear too? Heck yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you seem so fearless. Oh, no, no, no. Once I get in the work, um, I'm taken to this place that the choreographer and the director want us to be. That's another world. So I'm, I'm not afraid when I'm in that world. I'm afraid when Cheetah is thinking about it before she gets started, you know, but when I become Anyanka or become, you know, Velma or something like that, I'm in another world and so, uh, you know, you do it. You just shut up and do it. Yes. Shut up and dance. Yes. Shut up and do it. Yes. Well, speaking of dancing, you said that you've become an, uh, an incredible actress, a singer, but at the heart you said you're always consider yourself a dancer first. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that gave me my universe dance and still does um, dancing is acting it's just it's acting without words um, and besides when you dance your spirit your body and your mind are seriously connected and you be you really understand space you understand what's out there that you can't see um, somebody drew a painting of me one time and there were arrows coming from my fingers. You know, oh, wonderful, yes. Head. And I said, what is that? I loved it. And he said, that's the energy I see coming from you. And so you know, as a dancer, you reach out, and if you really reach out, you, you want to touch the walls that are 50 feet 
beyond your fingertips. You know, that's a great feeling. You don't feel as though you're stifled when you fly. It's the closest way for us to fly. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> what was it like being a young woman hitting New York City, also being a young Latin woman? Were there different challenges? Because I know it's hard on women now. Yeah, no. I was just a dancer. I just wanted to dance. I did what I was told. I, um, I obeyed the rules of the school and, and the house that I was in. Um, I have been lucky enough. To, I, 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 I can't say that I went through what I think Rita went through in films, mm. Rita Moreno. I, I never went through it, not that I know of, <laughs> but um, I never felt specifically um, only Latin. I just felt like a human being. And that music was, uh, the, the music made me whatever it was I, I was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. I thought I remembered you telling a story about someone calling you up and surprising you with a new song. Closest thing to that was um, John Kander uh, coming into rehearsals in in Philadelphia uh, and um, saying, "Come on, I've got a new opening." And, uh, oh, for you. and we went so it was John Kander. So it was John Kander and Fred Ebb. And what song was it? It was jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played the, the vamp, and the vamp was so fabulous that I was jumping up and down going, oh my God, it's fabulous, it's fabulous. And he said, Cheetah, that's just the vamp. There's a whole song after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And then when I tell that story at my show, I always go dancer. That's typical of a dancer, grateful. Grateful for the smallest little thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we had a great conversation once about the genius of Bob Fosse being the helm of a, of a ship and being a director and a choreographer. And now how today, um, theater's done by committee and there's a lot of uh, too many cooks and bottle washers in the kitchen. So what's the difference? Why did you say you like it when it's one vision versus now? There's no confusion. There's no complexity. That one person generally takes his work so seriously that um, he spends a lot of time the responsibility is tremendous, and he feels it, or she feels it. Um, so, I mean, I used to drive up to 75th Street, uh, or ride up on a bus, and I would see um, Luigi's um, studio, or somebody's studio, I think it was Luigi's at the time, and the lights were on, and it was Bobby up there just working on stuff that he was going to eventually give to some dancers. You know, I mean, Dan, that's what they do. That's what directors do. They stay for hours and hours. And if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, you get too many seasonings, and you have too many I ideas, and um, all, you don't need all that. You just need one person to seriously, with his assistant, assistants are very, very important very important. <laughs> the conscience of the choreographer. It's the reminder of the choreographer. It's the, you know, I mean, Peter Gennaro used to have so many steps and it was so fast that he, the next time he showed it, it was different. And I know, I, I, I assisted him. One oh, you time. did? Yeah, one time. And, um, and I remember saying, uh, 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 no, 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 you didn't do that. You did this. <laughs> And he'd go, oh, oh, that's right. 
because the ideas were so many in their heads, you know, that it's up to the assistant to keep it reined in and to remind the choreographer, you know, that's creativity. That's art. That's art. Yes. No, it makes sense if you have a single vision as opposed to getting confused in what the project will actually become. Well, I mean, you get you get your the creators, the, the choreographer, the assistant, the you have the um, piano player, you have the 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 lyricist and and the and the composer, and you have the director. I mean, these are a lot of people. They get in one room and they start to talk, and they start to build and create. We never. Uh, ever had um, producers come in the room during rehearsals. Never. Producers, no, they weren't allowed in the room. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> what could they contribute? Just give us the money and let us work. Simple <laughs> that. You look absolutely amazing. How have you maintained your body? Do you, uh, have you had injuries? I mean... Oh, I have a brand new knee right now that I'm about to test. Um, in Carnegie Hall, I've been I've, I've been on it and I've been dancing in it and everything. But you know, I've I've not done like I've, I've done you know like my supper club and stuff like that. Right. And so, well, I've got a wonderful daughter, great friends. You know, um, I, I move around a lot. You know, um, I keep myself involved in in my work. I do my club act as often as I as I can, which is quite a bit. I just miss that six o'clock at the theater and eleven o'clock leaving, you know, <laughs> every single day. But um I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. <laughs> so I have to you know, cross my fingers every day. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. I'm very blessed to have um, my life, you know. Well, you were always very dil diligent about wor uh, warming up, and even you said on the, was it the charity tour, you would be warming up and the other girls would just walk right past you, and you were just always that type of discipline. Well, Gwen and I used to, for Chicago, I, I just remember us always in the lobby, you know, hand, holding on to the rail, handrail, and we'd do our bar every single day. Um, they did used to laugh at me, though, um, for some shows, because I, I was an uh, an acrobat years and years ago, I was very supple and an acrobat as well. Well, I mean, I, my body was very yes. lim limber. Um, Mrs. Stewart from New York City uh, American School had to train me to um, straighten my back and not do that over that bend over. What do you call it? A hyperextended oh, back. Oh yes. You know, I learned that at school, but. Um, I, they laugh at, used to laugh at me in some shows because I would do a couple of PAs, a couple of high kicks, do mingi, and and, all, all, and across my, do the sign of the cross, and off I go. <laughs> oh. But I think when dancers are trained well, um, and and you catch them at a, a young age, it becomes part of your life to just bend over and pick something up. You're stretching. To reach for something, you're stretching. To fall. Just f if you f accidentally fell on something, tripped over something, you know how to fall because it can be a dance movement. Absolutely. We know what our body feels like and we know what part's going to be hurt and where. It, it, we just know what our body is talking about. So I think that training starts when we, you know, from classes. That's why they have to take classes. 
There's no accident that you last, uh, you know, that you can do what you do. It's not easy to dance. No, it's definitely not. You know, so. So you had some great success in your career. I mean, unbelievable. Two Tony Awards, a Kenny Center honor. So when you said the word fear, it's uh, someone like me, it's like, how does uh, you have fear? How do you deal? You must have had disappointments in your career as well. Sure. How do you deal with that type of stuff? You deal with it. You just, um, the fear I'm talking about is um, you, you really, you, how can I say it? You don't, you don't know exactly what you can get into, and you really want it to be right. You want it, and you don't know until you do it. So my prayer every night before my show is, dear God, let me do the right, sing the right words, do the right steps. Let me give back the gift that you gave me, and let me just do it with love. That's, that's all you can ask. So you have to be where you are at that time. You've got to be there. You can't be someplace else. You can't no. be in New Jersey when you're on a stage doing a part. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be there and in that world. And you have to care about those people out there. But you, most of all, you have to care about that world that you're in. So each moment that I think we're alive, we, uh, we, we have to be in the moment because otherwise... If we trip over something, that scares you. Yeah. That's a mishap. I don't, you know, I don't like mishaps. <laughs> right. Because something like The Visit was so, your performance was so wonderful and it was such a piece of theater. And for some reason, New York didn't relish it like it should have been relished. Do you just move on from that? Or is it a yeah. bit of a heartbreak? Or Oh, sure. For at, the, at, the, at the moment. Yeah, there was a little bit of anger, I must say. Mm. Um, because I think it was at the wrong time. Because the other versions that we did, it was the first one we did was 9-11. It was that far back, and I was in Chicago. And it was a fabulous cast, and it was, a, it was a wonderful experience. And the next one we did was in Virginia. That was a wonderful experience. Of course, you want to get to New York. Yeah. And um, um, so we, we got here, and I wasn't thrilled, really, about the theater that we were in. And I kind of thought, maybe this isn't the right time. So much has to do with the success. Mm. You know, let's face it, there are a lot of brilliant people that don't ever get awards. But they're brilliant, right. and they should. Yeah. You know, so a lot is luck, you know, or no, no, you know, not the right luck. So, and, and we lost Roger. Mm. Yes. Which was a very sad ex experience. But we did it. So we, you got to take the positive, and then you just got to move on. You don't be standing on a corner sucking your thumb while everybody pa walks pa past you. Yeah. You know, no. you got to, you got to get up. You got to get out. You got to get up, get out, and do it. Yes. You know. Yeah. Well, that's from Sweet Charity, which you got to right. create your role um, in the movie mm -hmm. as well as on Broadway. Well, actually, that's Helen Gallagher's role. Oh. Oh yeah. That's Helen's role, and she did it brilliantly. She and Thelma Oliver and Gwen, those were the three in, in New York. And I, I was doing it on the I was doing Gwen's part on the road oh, okay. when Bobby called and said, "Would you do the part of Nikki?" And I really felt I really felt bad because Helen was great, 
I was sorry, but I was glad he called me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, so, uh, you know, it was a, was a great experience, and that score was fabulous, and that was a movie that wasn't appreciated until later on. Right. So, you know, there's so many, it, it, it doesn't stop you from knowing what you're doing is art, and it's really good. It doesn't stop you from knowing that, just because it doesn't have, you know, all the, you know, people don't get it. Yeah. I mean, Westside lost to Music Man, the Tony. Um, something else. Westside, Chicago. Oh, Chicago lost the course, course, course line. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, course line was great, but excuse me. Yeah. What's running now? Right. Exactly. You know, and another version, totally. Mm -hmm. And our version was stupid. It was so great. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just beautiful. Right. Tony Walton set, mm. you know, and, and all of that and all those fabulous costumes and the boys in top hats and stockings and heels. And I mean, tell me what's not amazing about and creative about that. Didn't get the Tony. So there's far more to our work than what most people think, you know. Yes. We, we, and even what the kids think. You know, you just have to believe in, you, you've got to believe in yourself, and you have to really love what you're doing. Yes. You really kind of like have to want to dance. Yeah. You know, you really have to go, if that beat goes boom, you really have to go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's our food. That that's is our, our food. food. I think uh, people's worth ethic and being good to work with and easy to get along with is just as important. Oh, that's it. I mean, besides time, Go so quickly when your ethic ethics are, are are right in tune. Everything is far more simple than what people make them. Yes, they they're far more simple. We still, even at the time, my time now in my life, um, there's still so much to learn. You know, you just listen, then you apply. If it hurts, then it's not right. Right. It feels good, then it's right. But somebody, you know, I don't pretend to be a choreographer. I don't pretend to be any of that. I love to be told, do this. Because if I'm cast for something, they know what I can do in general. Right. So we got to listen and we have to obey. I love that word. I know it's a horrible word to most people, but it sounds very uh, <laughs> Nazis. Freddie Fred, Fred Ebb <laughs> said to me one day in traffic. I said, if people just obeyed the s traffic signals, you know, the, and he went, you'd make a great Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know who you're going to be working with, too. In Chicago, Graziella Danielle was in Chicago with Stop. you. Stop. Excuse me. Yeah. Grazi is brilliant. Brilliant. She, you know. Yeah, she, she's got great, she's an artist. Grazie. Yes. She's an artist. And Graziella, um, she directed and choreographed your 80th birthday celebration. Right. She's doing a uh, Carnegie Hall, too. I know. So tell me about that. Because I was, uh, I mean, fortunate. I'm still high by dancing with you at your at August <laughs> Wilson. It was one of the best nights of my career. So oh, I'm so excited you. about this Carnegie Hall. You're at a, a place where people you know are retiring and doing less, and yet you're making your Carnegie Hall debut. That's You're a force to be reckoned with. So tell me about wow. this new... This new concert. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about it because actually my, the, the I hate to sound like this, it sounds very California, 
but kind of the the universe kind of forms your life for you if you if you open go through those doors or if you listen or if you um, I was asked and I went oh wow and then suddenly I was thinking gosh what a way to thank New York because I got my scholarship here when I was 17 and New York has been so good to me that they've now opened the doors of Carnegie Hall and they're allowing me to come in and what a great honor that is to be able at this time in my life to be able to say thanks New York thanks Carnegie Hall because this is a it's phenomenal space oh yes I mean it says something theaters do talk <laughs> they talk so with all the gratitude in the world we're gonna go in there and hopefully I hope I'm an example for older dancers that think their their lives are over as far as moving and feeling and and telling stories um, because it's not it's only over if you want it to be and um, I think I'm an example of um, staying in there and liking it and loving it and having to do it and telling my stories um, and bringing back memories of what it was 50 years ago <laughs> you know Westside's like 60 years I think this wow this year. I mean that's what the it kind of makes it, it kind of makes um, makes you say what does all that mean right it, it, it doesn't really mean anything except it gives you great experience and great um, memories but you just and strength it, 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 you, you, you just keep moving just keep moving keep moving you never know what's around that corner no, none of us knows you just um, and don't forget to laugh yeah, you know. No, that's. I mean, it's it's so smart, and you just have such a positive attitude about life and the universe. I think it's. It just wonderful. hurts otherwise. Yes. I mean, there's too many sad things that are going on that people have to deal with, and 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 you just thank God that yours has not been that bad, and you hope that you can reach back and pull somebody up. Yep. You know. And it's uh, November, Monday, November seventh at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, how yeah. about that? I mean, who would ever th have oh, thought well, that? It's like it's, it's about time, is what what I would say. I mean, with I mean, you probably have a zillion career highlights. You know, I mean, the Kennedy Center honor alone. Yeah. Do you have something that's so special that you will always cherish as one of your one or two favorite memories? Well, meeting Pope Francis. Really? Yeah, and there is a possibility we're going to Italy. Um, with uh, uh, on a cruise or do, uh, I'm doing a working cruise with Seth uh, Rudetsky. Rudetsky, and um, who's kind of amazing himself. And um, uh, so I'm gonna do that, and then we're gonna go to Italy, and um, I'm going to Rome, and then to Positano, which is my favorite place in the world. And I, I have a surprise waiting for me in Rome. I'm told by a priest friend of mine. And so, not like that I, you know, could have asked for anything else because last year I met 
Pope Francis, which was an extraordinary thing. How did that come about? This priest, Father Doug, uh, was uh, was able to get me, um, and um, it was a mass for thirty people within the uh, compound of the Vatican, and I, I went to the mass, and then I met him afterwards, and was tied tongue. Tongue tied, oh. tongue tied. Wow, that is unbelievable. I yeah, mean, I have a little tongue tied now, just sitting across from from you. Like, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I have because uh, you are a legend. I know that that word like comes with some weight, but when it comes to musical theater, you you are a legend, and um, and you're also so. What does legend mean? Uh, to to me, it just means uh, something I want to be like. I want to emulate, oh, and um, it has a, a good connotation to it. Oh, I, I know it does. I know it does. Yeah, but it's uh, and there's because you also every person who says your name has a good kind story about you. Oh, the stuff good, they say isn't just about your talent; it's also about your spirit. Oh, oh, good. Because every once in a while, there is a, a beast that gets on my back. <laughs> really? And, uh, yes, every once in a while and I have to beat him off <laughs> when I see bad manners and, and, and people not being decent to one another. There, I can create a beast on my back, but I don't let many people see it. it was, I was asked a question a long time ago. What is there, is there something about you that pe people don't know? And, I, and my answer was, I heard myself say, oh, I'm nowhere near as nice as I appear to be. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I think you kind of like have to have all, all of that, you know, to fit in. I don't know. Yeah, well, this, as you were saying, just this city alone uh, brings out beasts and people and, you know, and, and I like that you talked about manners. And you're very close to your family. Yeah. Um, were your parents, were they, they raise you with? Very yeah. good discipline and yeah, manners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were five of us, and my dad died when I was we were very young. I was seven, but um, it, it was uh, um, I wouldn't say strict, but I would say um, what's a milder word for strict? I mean, we were uh, very aware of each other and the right things to do, and hopefully the and caring about each other, just caring about each other. We were all kids, and we did all the stuff that kids do. But we had great. My my mother was amazing she was an amazing woman everybody called her mother mm. all of my friends called her mother nice you know so she was a great great lady and so um and my brothers and sisters are great and, and my lisa my daughter yes you know, she's she's fabulous so you know what's i just named um some of the blessings in my life yeah just named them and it's not always about your broadway credits it's about your family oh heck, heck yeah. yes oh Absolutely, because because um, you know your career is not a separate thing. It is connected. It is your life. It's part of your life. You know, so uh, you can't say what I did on that stage that was rude and horrible is not a part of my life. It is. You know, it doesn't just stay there on the stage. It's you. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, well, this has been an amazing interview. Um, if you could end it, like, because uh, this is a lot of people like myself who uh, want to become a, a gypsy or further my career, and yeah. you've given so much advice. Is, is there something that you wish someone would have told you when you were younger? Well, I got to tell you, Miss Jones was good. I mean, she was tough. She was tough. Um, I used to lose my point shoes a lot couple of bras here and there <laughs> when I started to wear them. But um, she told me one time, 
to when I we got off the elevator at New York City, um, the American School, and a gorgeous blonde, tall, long-legged, beautiful ballerina passed, and she could see my face, and I kind of I must have shrunk just a little bit, you mm. know, the fear of what, of what I was about to do, which I didn't know was to audition for Mr. Ballantine. <clears throat> it's a good thing I didn't know. But <laughs> when I saw her, she saw something happen to me, and she said. Conchita, she called me. You just don't go in anybody else's lane. Just stay in your own lane. So just, I say, wear your own shoes. I say, you know, be yourself. Um, but I thought, you know, just be who you are. And that's what Miss Jones said. And you find out who you are every single day of your life. You're still finding out yes. who you are. Um, and lie and and you know, listen, just listen. Just you don't know everything. I keep telling kids, you do not know it. Listen, and take advice. That's so much to tell them, but I can't. You know. Oh no, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, so I will definitely be there on November seventh. I'm only I'm flying in just for the day because. Oh my god. Because uh, I, I have to be there. Uh, so I'll oh, be out of town. Thank you, Brett. Oh no, my, thank you. My pleasure. I mean, and especially because it's the gentleman producing it is how we met. Oh right, yeah, right. So that's I right. know it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's so right. No, I, how lucky I was that. And remember, I remember saying to you something about watch these guys. The, the older guys oh, that yes. were, yeah. I said, just keep your eye on these guys because they've been around a long time and they know what they're doing. Yeah, th those five gentlemen that I got to dance with yeah. were unbelievable. And especially Lloyd was just laughing at me because I was always so giddy. And he was like, oh, it's Brad's <laughs> first time dancing with Cheetah. Cause I was like, this is amazing. And, they're, and then they all said, they're like, and it never lessens. You always are that excited when you dance with Cheetah as if it was your first time. Oh, uh, so, uh, well, so. I feel the same way about them. And I was, we were excited for you because you're, uh, you know, new experiences are always wonderful and you, you want to share it. You want to see it. I mean, I got a, so much of a kick seeing your beautiful face and eyes lighting up when you were moving. I, all right, this is, this is, sounds like a terrible expression. Oh no. <laughs> but I suck. <laughs> I do. I, I take from whatever is around me to make me feel better. So I will suck your energy out of you if I can. That's you know what wonderful, I, it, yes. It, I, give it, I give it out, I expect you to. I gotta find a better word than that. I no, mean, that's a, that's a, a hard yeah. word. But um, we're, we're a whole, that energy that we have as dancers just all worlds. Like I have these images. It just keeps whirling as we're dancing together. We're whirling. The energy is going out, and then it finally goes, bow, and it shoots out front, and the audience gets it. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's exciting. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, and it's so exciting. And you know, so it's, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to, uh, for your Carnegie Hall debut. I'm thrilled for everything else. If you could pick uh, your favorite song that emulates you right now in your life. To end this podcast on, what would it be? I do uh, "Happy Life," which I, I love. Uh, my wish for you, uh, sweet happy life. Um, that's a wonderful up song, and there's a, a, a James Taylor song, "The Secret of Life." It's a beautiful, beautiful song. The secret of life is enjoying the passage of time, and he 
fool can do it. There ain't nothing to it because nobody knows how you got to the top of the hill. But since you're on your way down, you might as well enjoy the ride. You know, it's a great, great, great positive lyrics that, um, and I'm a great fan of James Taylor. So. Well, I'm a great fan of yours. Thank you so much for doing <laughs> Thanks this. Thanks for asking. Me. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Lots of love for Thanks. The secret of life is enjoying your passage of time. Any fool can do it. There ain't nothing to it. Nobody knows how we got to the top of the hill. Since we're on our way down, we might as well enjoy the ride. Your heart It's okay to feel afraid But don't let that stand in your way Cause anyone knows that love is the only road And since we're only here for a while might as well show some style Give us a smile Isn't it a lovely ride? Sliding down, gliding down Try not to try too hard It's just a lovely ride Time is the time isn't really real. It's just your point of view. How does it feel for you? Einstein said he could never understand it all. Planets are spinning. Space, smile upon your face. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and ride. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. It's just a love. Sliding down, gliding down Try not to try too hard It's just a lovely ride The secret of life is enjoying the passage of time 